hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus and I'm your host. Uh, this episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons, episode 126, was recorded on a Friday night. A few of the lads, including myself, had a couple of beers and we continued having a few beers while we recorded this. Uh, it gets a little bit fruity, the language goes a little bit industrial. But it's a laugh. We had a laugh. We hope you enjoy it. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm your host, Fergus. Uh, It's Friday evening, so... mm, mm. Had a couple of pints. Uh, the boys are having a couple of beers while they're joining us. We have a week of football to cover. We've got the North London Derby. I know it's a long, long way back, but uh, we love that. We'll have the Liverpool game. We're going to look ahead to this weekend's football and we'll slightly touch on some other Guna debate bits, including the Villa game, um, transfer windows, stadiums opening, and lots, lots more. We're joined by some regulars. Uh, one of our first regulars is the man that makes it all work so well in the background. It is Scunny. How are you doing, Scunny? Yeah, good. Cheers. And I won't say I'm doing everything in the background anymore. You do a lot. I don't, I don't do that much, to be fair. <laughs> well, you do help me out. It makes, it makes my life a little bit easier. Um, the podcast tour. Um, here we go. <laughs> I, I've got to stop calling you that. <laughs> Hello, boys. How are you doing? <clears throat> What's happening, Fergus? You good? Yeah, good, mate. Really, really good. It's Friday night. Um, you know what? I, it, the thing that's filling me with joy is that the season's nearly over and we can stop this and have a rest for like six or seven weeks. Uh, it's It seems like a long season. Lots of podcasts, lots of filler content. And, uh, you know, as much as it's really, really enjoyable when we do these hours uh, of chatting, just to like prepare and do some of the stuff like, you'll know, doing some of the other uh, the previews and, and some of the same old Arsenal stuff. It's really, really hard to try and prepare for some of these shows. Absolutely. But you're doing a fine job, my friend. So keep going. Um, somebody who uh, is um, a, a fashion and trendsetter, <laughs> Mr. Lee Judges, with his... Um, uh, he, he's even got like the Peaky Blinders copying him because uh, uh, he's like got one of these caps. Um, by order of Lee Judges, how are you, Lee? I'm good, thank you very much. You know, uh, thanks for my picture. You like me Peaky Blinders that like, you know what I mean? So, uh, do you ever play? Like, my, do you ever play? My, my new sponsors, they are like, you know, so, um, yeah, so I'm well <laughs> pleased with that. Like, so, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for my new uh. Peaky Blinders at there you go, like you know. So I've give it a plug. So, uh, but I've got my main shirt on. This is the main shirt. Like I couldn't find it last time, so I found it this time. Well happy, like that, you know. Well happy. I, I, oh, I see that yellow. Shirt. FA Cup is on the way. Yellow, and I bet there's somebody else who's a proper goon who's got yellow on, and all the others have not. I'm just saying it, like that's all I'm putting I, it out there. Proper gooners today will know to be in yellow. That's all I'm saying, like yeah. Um, it reminds me of Bobby Pires every time I see that shirt, if I'm honest, uh, Lee, if I'm honest. Um, somebody, no, else who's taken, that. somebody else who's taken fashion tips from you, um, especially with a haircut, Manny Riz. <laughs> How are you doing? It's not a haircut, bro. It's permanent. It's permanent. <laughs> but the beard is looking crispy and sharp. You have to admit it. <laughs> 
Oh, we do. Well, I thought Lacazette was on for a minute. Now. I thought we'd, we'd have uh, Lacazette on for a minute. Like, you know? a bit, uh, see, if I remember, if I remember, if I remember rightly, you were saying that Lacazette has the sharpest beard in the league. I'm not he far does. off, mate. I'm not I far off. Listen, <laughs> Manny, I am impressed. That is sharp. That is that is our beard. Should be, my man. That's how it should be. Yes, sir. No, Fergus. No. Oh, no, no. That's how it shouldn't be. That's no. how it shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> and last but by no means least, a first-time appearance on uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, is green screen that doesn't work. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorting my garage, Fergus. I'm, 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 I'm sorting my garage out. It'll be done properly next time, if there's a next Rob. time. Ross Hogg, or the Hoggacle, as we call him. You don't need David Ornstein or the Ornicle. You need the Hoggacle. Um, I'm friends. I'm friends with uh, with Ross through uh, going to see the football, but also on a WhatsApp group that a few of us are on here. And Ross wakes me up in the morning uh, with a laugh and a joke most days. Ross, how are you doing? And well. <laughs> The laughing okay, gola. That that's, what I, that's what I'm known as. The laughing gola. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, until, um, until, we get, until we get talking about some serious things, and I won't be fucking laughing. I'm telling you. I've never known him as a laughing gola, a moaning gola, like, but never the laughing. Gola. Come on. Uh, right, okay. Right. Okay. We've got a couple of games that have just happened. Uh, we're going to try and smash them into sort of like a, an overall how did you think of um the performances in both the North London derby which we all went into I think with a lot of confidence thinking Spurs were um not playing very well and Arsenal were slightly on a not playing brilliant but slightly better form uh, and then against the uh, champions uh, we had to give them a guard of honor I can't understand that once is enough um uh, against Liverpool, who we all expected that we'd probably get smashed against. And it went went the other way around. So what I'm going to do is just ask you guys what you made the games, your highlights of the games, um, your yings and your yangs of the game overall. Uh, Manny, I'll go with you first because I know you do have an opinion. Yeah, I have an opinion. And my opinion is we've all seen the game. We've all seen it. We've all seen the score, right? We've all seen the Liverpool game. We've all seen the score as well on that one. My question is, right, I'm going to start this with a question that I want all you guys to jump in on this one, right? Can Arsenal's defence survive if we have two Mavericks in the team? And by Mavericks, I mean Pepe and Aubameyang. You saw the difference between our performance against Tottenham and against Liverpool. Two completely different performances. When the people talk about the Arsenal defence, they only mention the Arsenal defence as the problem. They never mention the Arsenal attack as the problem. So, mm. you saw it in both games. You saw how different it was. So, can Arsenal survive with two Mavericks in the team? That's my question to you guys. Lee? It's a very good question. Very good question. You know... Um... Uh, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, people have criticised, you know, the, the way we played against Liverpool. But if you have a look at it, we was ruthless against Liverpool. We had a couple of chances, 
banged them in. People say, oh, Liverpool weren't at the, the races. Look at the pass that Lacazette does. He gets onto the ball. It's a fantastic pass. And um, Reese Nelson banged it away. When Aubameyang had chances against Tottenham, he missed them. You know, so there, there could be something in that, like, you know. And, um, uh, you know, Pepe gets criticised for... Um, what would I say, like lack of his defensive willingness to run back and things like that, you know. So I think it's a real good point. Um, I, I just think um, I see the point in it, but I, I also, you have to say that the difference between Saturday, uh, sorry, Sunday's result and uh, Wednesday's one is there wasn't no calamity mistakes. You know, the mistakes were there to all to see on the Sunday, which cost us. And, and they wasn't there on, um, on on Wednesday night. And because you mentioned mistakes, I'm going to go to the lookalike. Uh, uh, that is Dan. Uh, Dan, we had Mustafi and Kalasniak, who both had uh, calamitous games against Spurs, and they were dropped against Liverpool. Um, what did you think of the performance against Spurs? And what did you what did you make of not having them in the squad? Although Kalasniak did come on later against Liverpool. Man, I don't want to see these people in the squad anymore. They are absolute. They suck. <clears throat> Their players suck. And we know they both suck, right? And they've sucked for a long, long time. And you've seen Kalasanak make errors. You've seen Mustafi make errors. It doesn't really matter who makes the mistakes because we've got five or six of them that are liabilities and they all make mistakes throughout the season, once or twice, every single season. And when you look at the performance of Rob Holding and Kieran Tierney the other night against Liverpool, that is why these two clowns do not deserve to come back into the squad at the weekend. But my feeling is, my gut feeling is they will. I thought Rob Holding had a great performance and pretty much had kept Mane quiet apart from one uh, chance that he'd had and obviously the goal, but not so sure that was Rob Holding. And of course, we had Tierney keep Salah pretty much quiet. I didn't really see him get much of a sniff. So we've seen two good performances there. Tierney was so much more comfortable than Kalasanak has ever been on the football and in that position. And Rob Holding deserves to get the nod as well at the weekend ahead of Mustafi so that we can play Saka on the left-hand side as a left wing-back. But unfortunately, Mustafi and Kalasanak seem to be the two that get ahead of these two guys at the moment with Arteta. And I'll say it now, if they are there at the weekend, there's only one person I'm going to blame and it is going to be Mikel Arteta. I like the guy. I think he's brilliant. I love what he's saying at the moment, but he will make mistakes without a doubt. But those mistakes, I cannot forgive. And if I see those two players playing at the weekend, I will be calling the manager out. So in answer to your question, I thought Holden and Tierney were great. I thought Kalasanak and Mustafi were dog shit as always. Uh, Ross, Ross, uh, your debut question is Virgil van Dijk against Liverpool um, made a calamitous uh, mistake which led to our equaliser. Can I, can I just, um, can I just answer uh, a, a bit of what Matt Manny was saying first? Is that all right? Because he asked yeah. a question, didn't he? And only Lee answered it, really. About the Mavericks in the side. And the simple answer to that question is, no, we can't afford to have Mavericks in the side. We can't afford to have people who don't play for the team, who don't get back into shape when the team is struggling. Now, the two, the two performances, the Tottenham performance and the, and the Liverpool performance, are, are complete opposites of the scale. You've got one where we're taking the game to, the, to Tottenham and we, we get... We get a brilliant, we score a brilliant goal, by the way, an absolutely fantastic goal. And we just seem to switch off. 
but we do it every single time we score first. We've lost 21 points, is it, from winning positions this season? We've got a, a mentality issue with certain players, and I agree with Dan. Klasenac started really well, and he's just got worse and worse and worse. He's been infected by the, the I'm going to be controversial here, the Wengeritis in the, in the team. <laughs> uh, it's a big mentality in the side that's never been until we get shot of, of the Wengerized players in that squad it's never going to change they seem to have a hold on the other players I heard the other day that Tierney Tierney was, was bollocked in training for trying too hard that's the sort of mentality that makes me want to puke to be honest with you <laughs> um, getting back to Van Dyke Van Dyke has had a brilliant season. He's been absolutely flawless all season. And I think people can cut him some slack for having a bit of a nightmare the other day. Um, he's not had a nightmare really all season, other than when Pepe was giving him a roast in at Anfield that game. Um, I, think he, I think the world saw how to get at Van Dijk that day, and but no one else had the player like Pepe to do it. I really rate Pepe, by the way. I think he's a, he is a talent, but I think it's going to take time with him. And his English speaking is not very good either. Mike, thoughts on 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 the games overall? Uh, well, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, to be honest with you, um, I'm really I'm past the games now. If I'm being honest, I am. Uh, the The Tottenham game was just nothing. Let, let's face it; it was pathetic. It was wasteful. It was terrible. By a side that really should have done better. Uh, you know, we went a goal up, simple. You know, they should have done better. It's similar to what Russ was saying. We should have done a lot better. For the Liverpool game, we was outclassed for most of that game, yeah. you know. And it's it took two mistakes for us to get in the lead, which and we only had three shots on target in that whole game. And two of them, oh, luckily, by were the way, By the way, uh, all right. How many times have we said that about Arsenal? We've had 25 to 32 shots a game, and then we've 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 conceded a goal and lost a game. Yeah. So well, this is what this is what I was going to go on to. Over a storm like that and still get a result. That's a that's a positive sign to me, especially against a top side like Liverpool. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. But you can, you can tell Liverpool are already on holiday. They're not bothered. They're yeah. not after City's record. They're not interested. You know, they've won the league. It doesn't matter to them. You know, and I was talking to Dan at half time at the Liverpool game, and I said to Dan, if you remember, mate, I said. Are we watching? Are we playing at home or away? Because this reminds me of an Arsenal. <laughs> you know, this is just so similar to what you've just said there, Russ. It reminds me so much of how Arsenal play. So yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was in exactly the same boat. I was thinking exactly the same. But to go on what Manny says, um, I, I know we destroy the back three a lot. Um, we absolutely destroy them with. I'm, I'm, I hate Mustafi more than anything in this Arsenal team. Everybody knows that, and obviously Dan feels the same way about Klasniak. So. <laughs> It's a case of now is, right, okay, we can slate him as much as we want to this back three, but we've got to really start looking at that front three as well. Yeah. You know, because they're not producing the goods. Very wasteful. Mm. You know what? And then this is this is what I was getting at with my point, is that look at the front three of Liverpool, right? The front three of Liverpool, they are the first defenders, right? You saw it when Martinez was going to, you know, play out from the back. You've got Firmino, Mane, and Salah ready to pounce. You bypass them, you've got to go through their midfield. You bypass them, then you've got to get out their defence. My point is, 
is that when we talk about Arsenal's defensive frailties, we always pinpoint them. We always pinpoint the defence. We never talk about the attackers being weak. We never talk about the attackers being bypassed. If we are going to be successful, if we are going to start challenging, we need our front three to start pressing and pressing hard. You cannot have a Pepe and a Bamiyang because they are not pressing players. They can do it occasionally, but you're not going to get them to commit to do that. Who would you have then, Manny? Who would you have with the options we've got at the minute? With the options I have at the minute, it's a shame that he's injured. Martinelli will be on one side. Saka will be on the other side. Because those two players will do the job and they will commit defenders as well. So when we talk about Arsenal's defensive frailties, talk about the front three as well and talk about their lack of work. Talk about their lack of press. Because you didn't see it against Tottenham. Look at the amount of times Pepe lost the ball and then they were at Bellerin. You know, look at the amount of times Aubameyang pressed. And then you look at the Liverpool performance and Nelson is right on Van Dijk and Lacazette is pressing and Pepe was pressing occasionally. So it was two completely different performances. The point I was looking to make is if you want to be successful, you need your first defenders to be on point and your first defenders are your attackers. Exactly. Oh, not this question again. Who's in the middle? Steve Warrington. Steve, <laughs> one or the other. One or the yeah, other. Yeah, there's got to be one or the other. But in fairness, Aubameyang uh, against Tottenham uh, was... He, he was just poor. Didn't seem, yeah, he, he didn't seem at the game. And, and you know, it, it, it just, he just seems, I don't know, not interested. When you're, box, when you're in the six-yard box and you're a world-class striker, and the ball's coming at you and you've got a split second to connect with the ball and hit the target, that is world-class. He can I just... the ball. He ain't the ball. Sorry, sorry, Ross. Can, can any of you lot... Problem start? I'm, sorry, I'm going to interrupt here. Can anyone say that Aubameyang's world-class? What's he done to be world class? We get told by our fan base all the time, like. Yeah, no, I'm just asking the question. <laughs> who who, who pinpointed uh, Abamyang as world class? Because what's he done to be world class? That's what I'm just trying say, to get at there. Who can I anyone? Anyone say, answer? Mike, yeah, I, I would say quality. He's a top quality striker, and he's up there in the top 20, 30 uh, players in Europe hmm. uh, as a striker. Is he world class? I don't know. You name That's what me I'm a saying. He's a great striker. You... Don't get me wrong, Fergus. I'm not saying he's not a good striker. What I'm saying is, is no, no, he no, no, world I, class? I get your point, but you name me a world class player at Arsenal right now. But well, when you go back, it. Lee's shirt he's wearing when Perez and Henri and Burkamp were playing that, wearing that shirt. We had a we had a squad full of world class players, but we don't have world class um, players right now. And that's a good people point. People talk about people talk about Arsenal DNA, don't they? And uh, me and Dan was having a chat the other morning about um, the Dean effect. Dean not at Arsenal is our DNA. Dean not at Arsenal is a massive loss. And we were saying the other day, weren't we, Dan, that we yeah. who like to have dinner with three Arsenal past and and pre- or present players you'd like to have round for dinner. And I said Herbert Chapman, and then I said Liam Brady because obviously he's my hero, and then I said. But Dennis Burkett, but then I changed my mind. I said, no, I'll tell you what, I'd love to see around my table, David Dean. I'd love to ask him 
what went on at those board meetings that made him leave the club in such a fucking hurry, shown out the door by security, booted out of the club, basically. And from that day onwards, this club has done that. Spiral downwards. Dean yeah, and we, Dean we, 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 we know the reason that Dean was pushed aside is because of... Um, the the eventual buyer, Stan Kroenke, of buying the club and red and white holdings, Usman off and all that sort of stuff. But um, keep it on, on, on topic about the football that we're talking about at the moment. Uh, we talked about the Liverpool game. Um, we only had three shots on target. Um, our possession was really low. Um, it's the first time, Lee, since uh, April 2015 that we've beaten Liverpool. And also the first time in... I got God knows how long that we've been beaten a top six. Now, using the air quotes because I know we did beat Wolves uh, a couple of weeks ago, but a top six side, like what you would classify as one of the top six sides. Um, were you were you pleased with the overall performance, even though it was a backs against the wall performance? Oh, bloody hell, yeah. It's about time we've done that. To win leagues and win titles and things like that, that's what you've got to do. Go to, to play against the top teams. And, and hang in there. You know, how many times have we gone to, to places and capitulated? And then when we don't capitulate, it's everybody else's fault or the other team's crap and whatever. I've had enough of it. How many times have Arsenal gone away and had 80% pressure of, of possession and lost the game? And, 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 and we're all moaning. And then we've got a result and we're still moaning. And I can't get my head around that. When we used to go and play teams, I remember going and playing teams like Chelsea. I remember going to Chelsea one year and totally dominating the game and losing 2-0. Uh, and that was in the Mourinho area. Everybody saying, oh, that Mourinho, he's class, he's out tactics, Arsene Wenger. We're all coming out moaning because we've had 80% of the possession and lost the game. So and then when we don't, it goes the other way around, we're still moaning. I think it's fantastic. It shows us that we had organisation. Also showed us that, yes, we know Liverpool are better than us. They're 20, 30, 40 points better than us. So we can't go toe-to-toe with them. If we go toe-to-toe with them, like Arsene Wenger did, we'd have got stuffed. So we had to go down a different route. Our, Michael at Mikko Arteta found a different route. He defended properly he, he, and the team defended properly. And we hit them on the break. And that was great. And they give us mistakes. They give the mistakes on the day. And you still got to take those chances. So I'll tell you what, I'd rather win 15, 20 games like that than lose 20, 50 games like we have done for the last 10, 15 years and moan all the time. Bring it on. I'll have more of those performances, thank you very much. And like, be proud of it. Everybody was gloating and going absolutely wild at um, Mourinho on Sunday. What a, man- what a manager's masterclass it was. That's what they were saying. Masterclass, Harry, tactic out of Arsenal. No, it wasn't. It was down to us. But we do it on, on the Wednesday, just four days later, and Liverpool were on the beach. Liverpool didn't want to know. Let me tell you now, they wanted to know on, on, on Wednesday night because if they didn't want to know on Wednesday night, they'd have put out a load of their kids. They put out the best team that they could produce on the day, which they could do. He, he was gutted. He wanted to win that game. Of course he, he did. Absolutely, spoilerly. I would like. I would. I would take one 0 to the Arsenal all day long. Performances like that. I would. I'll do you know? Do you know what the problem is? Sorry, sorry, Russ. Do you know what the problem is? Do you know why we don't get credit for performances like that? Is because in certain circles within this fan base, you will have certain fans who 
will look at that result and will still use it as a stick to beat Arteta around the head with. You will have certain quarters of this fan base. They will shit on it. They won't care about it. And they will be just like the media is. Oh, Liverpool won the beach. Oh, it didn't matter. What I saw from that performance was there was a game plan. There was a game plan that was executed. But really, and I loved the performance. I loved the performance. I'm pissed off that we don't do that. We don't do that often because there's a lot of teams within the top six that we can't play football with. So I'm happy with the performance. But for me, when I look at the bigger picture of it, it does very little for us in the league because we're still scraping for points. We're still begging for teams to drop points. All it does is boost morale and it shows that we can play that brand of football. But when you look at the bigger picture of it, it does nothing for us. We should have beaten Tottenham. Had we beaten Tottenham, had we beaten Tottenham, that Liverpool result would mean so much more. But we didn't. So that's why when I look at that result, it's a wonderful result. It's a wonderful performance. But really, we shouldn't be looking for credit from the media. We're never going to get it. We're never going to get it. So forget the media. When have we ever had credit from the media? Never. I'll tell you what, mate. I'll tell you this now. I'll take that performance and that that, that result on Saturday. And I can tell you that now. I'll be bloody buzzing if we play like that on on Saturday. Get out of class, out played. 55 shots and we win 2-1. I'll take you, I'll bite someone's bloody hand off for it now. All we right? probably will. And I'm concerned that we, yeah. we won't get nothing. Dan, um, a young oh, player who... Up, just like George Graham, and he's right. Bring it on. Dan, a young player who's breaking his way into the, the squad, um, had an assist and a goal. Uh, he's the fifth player under the age of 20 to score for Arsenal this season. Um, Nelson. What did you make of his performance? And I know there's mixed feelings on whether he and Willock will actually make the grade. What, what, what did you make of him? Yeah, it could be an unpopular opinion, to be fair. I don't think the pair of them will make it at Arsenal. Uh, <clears throat> but Nelson showed something about him, got his first goal. Uh, and it was an OK performance from him. But I still don't believe that there's much going to happen. I don't. I, it just doesn't do enough for me. I don't get excited when he's on the ball. I think the guy's got potential. He's got bags of talent. And when he was coming through, everyone was raving about the guy. But for me, him and Willock, they're just an OK kind of Truba Akpom, Alex Awobi tops for me. I can't see it's going to be any better than that, in my opinion. I hope I'm wrong. They could be absolutely brilliant. But I just don't see them and go, wow. Whereas when I look at Saka and Martinelli, I go, wow. And they're going to make it without a doubt. But listen, at the moment, a lone move would be good for the pair of them. We haven't got the the ability to do that because our squad depth isn't there. So I believe they'll be in the squad next season. And I hope they keep improving. They've got a good coach that can help them. You know, I think Arteta will give them time and he will and he will help them. But I'm just not I haven't seen enough yet in Joe Willock and Reese Nelson to show any form of consistency that I think, wow, these guys need to be they're banging on the door now. And they should be. Look at the midfielders in front of them. When Pepe's at being a poor having a poor game, you bring Nelson on, you still want Pepe on. When uh say Chaka or or Ceballos are having a poor game, you bring on Willock and it's like we might as well have just left Ceballos on. And I think when you look at the other positions, like Saka or Martinelli, you know they're on that pitch. You're like they're better. Leave them on. Give them next game. And that's why it's happened because Sakura and Martin, then he were getting games and these two lads aren't. It doesn't say they're going to be absolutely dreadful. They might make it in football level without a doubt. I just don't see it at Arsenal, but that's just my opinion. And Mike, um, 
Sabias uh, got mentioned there the last couple of games, probably last five or six games, especially since Project Reed start. He's been very, very um, active and very creative. Uh, how creative in the midfield is a, a matter of opinion, but he, he's been a lot better than he has been. He had one previously good game against Burnley at home uh, early on in, in this season. There's talk of him being available for 22, 25 million. Uh, would you buy him? Would would you, you know, at that price, is is he, is it a bargain? Well, it's a bargain, and I reckon it's a bargain at any time, isn't it? Really, it's a good bargain price, to be fair. But I don't know, like we said before, at the start of the season, he wasn't that great, you know, and then he was injured, and then he came back, he wasn't that great. But yeah, at the minute, he seems to be doing really well. But I, I don't know if I'd buy him or not, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I, I like him. I think he's a good player, and he's he, he offers something different in our midfield. He offers a bit more tenacity in there. He wants to get the ball back. He wants to move it forward. You know, whereas other midfielders that we have don't want to do that. They either want to pass it sideways and backwards. <laughs> who do you mean, Scotty? I can't remember uh, who you mean. I wonder. <laughs> Rick, Rick is not, Richard's not on tonight. <laughs> oh, I don't know if he was on um, anywhere. <laughs> But before we get into the transfer window, so uh, before we get into the transfer window uh, and talk about that, which I, I, I want to talk about, um, I, I want to talk about, you know, people already with a couple of bad results, losing the North London derby and um, some uh, tactical substitutions and game management. There, there is the hashtag Arteta out. Ross, um, <laughs> look, his shoulders just dropped. <laughs> Like, what are our fans like? I, I see I see so many similarities between Arteta and previous managers who took over a shit show. And, and, and hang, hang, hang on one second. Just before you start that, yeah. just to let you know, Arteta is the first manager to lose the, the his first North London derby in the Premier League since Bruce Riach in 1995. I'm not, I'm not trying to slant this any way whatsoever. I'm not trying to put the markers on him. No, I, 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 I saw because I'm an old bastard. I, I saw Terry Neal take, take over a similar mess after the double team was broken up in '71. T Terry Neal took a, a young team over, promoted youth, uh, more aggressive style of play. We were quite a placid team, and then we we got to be a more aggressive attacking team under Terry Neal at the start. And I see the same thing happen with George Graham, although George was very, very fortunate with the crop of youngsters he had come through. And now, now with Arteta, I'm seeing similar, similar little green shoots of recovery. Are oh, this crop of youngsters in the same mould and calibre as Rowcastle and Thomas and Richardson and people like that? Are they the same mould as O'Leary and Ricks and Brady? I don't think they are. I think they were born to play for Arsenal. They, they came through the ranks and they were very, very talented players. I think we've got a lot of robotic, samey type players. When I look at Nelson and I look at Maitland-Niles and I look at um, Willock, I just think they look the same to me. They don't excite me when I watch them play. Saka excites me. I think when he gets the ball, I think, oh, come on in. I, I, I can see something happening. But the others are slight samey journeyman type players. Shot window. I think. I think what we're missing here is when uh, Arteta is playing 
the, the players that Dan hates with a passion the same as I do. I think he's having to do that with a little bit of shop window in mind. I've said this before, that we have a very limited transfer budget. And uh, I think Arteta is having to play the game. He's having to bump players up, boost them up, play them when he doesn't really want to. I mean, why not? Can someone explain to me why hasn't Medley been given a chance when all this all this crap's been going on? Why hasn't Zach Medley been given a chance? I've watched him a couple of times play in cup competitions, and I was quite impressed with the lad. Never ever been given a chance, not even a step. Has he been injured? Or has he been? Has well, there's a lot of players ahead of him. You've got like Chambers and Holding who are struggling to get a yeah, game I've been in. Injured all the time, Fergus. Uh, I mean, there's been times where we've been scraping about when we've played Jacker in the back, four, back three or back four. And he hasn't been given a chance. Why not? If he's not good enough, get shot off. Mm, I get that. Manny, uh, what's your thoughts on, like, because you were, you were a man there with a hashtag Wenger out, um, uh-huh. marching... Marching from um, the the old East End to the, the stadium uh, yep. back in the day. What's your thoughts on uh, people who are now saying Arteta out? Retarded. <laughs> What's a question? What's a question to give to Manny? That is the best retarded. question to give to Manny. <laughs> I know. I know. Exa- I know. I know exactly what 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 Fergus is doing, and I'm going to buy back at Fergus because you know exactly why I was marching. You know exactly why I was doing it because Wenger was here for what? It was like 19, 20 years at the at the at the point of his you know at the marches and things like that. It was time for him to go. I felt passionate about it. If I'm passionate about something, I'm going to go all the way with it. That's that's the way I feel about it. Arteta. People who say Arteta right now, Arteta out right now are retarded. I've seen people say, you know, I don't think he's going to take us forward. How do you know? I want to see your crystal ball. This is a novice. People keep forgetting this. Arteta's a novice. And he's been given a poison chalice. He's been given a team that's unbalanced. He's been given a team that's lacking quality. He's been given a team that was disorganized, that wasn't structured. And, and what is lack, what we're lacking in, in technique, he's trying to make us organize. He's trying to sort out the structure. He's trying to, to, to sort out distances. He's producing in certain areas that people refuse to see. Saying Arteta out right now, when this is not his team, this is not his players. He hasn't had a transfer window to get his players in. His philosophy is not fully being implemented because he hasn't got the players and the tools to do it yet. So how can you be Arteta out? People who are saying that, I ask them, what exactly do you want? Do you want an Allegri? Do you want an Ancelotti? Do you want, you know, a Mourinho? Those kind of people. Those people will ask you for the same thing that Arteta is asking the board right now. Back me. Give me money. Give me the tools to get this club back to where it deserves to be. The Edus, all these people, they're at the games. They're watching. They see what we see. So now a coach that you courted a couple of years ago before you got Emery is telling you I need help. So what are you going to do with it? Are you going to back him? And this fan base who are saying Arteta out right now, why? Back him. If Arteta is saying, hey, board, back me, us as fans should back him as well because he has improved this team. Manny, uh, who, who would you rather back, Manny? Would you rather back the ball and say, hallelujah, the ball are doing brilliant, or would you or would you back Arteta, who, if he isn't backed, will be Manchester City's next manager within 18 months? 100%. I back Arteta 100% because this board have allowed managers to drown. 
drown it drowned for you know be at the, the mercy of the fan base be at the mercy of the media by not backing them you hear rumors that Emery wanted Partey, he wanted Chilwell, he wanted you know Zaha and things like that. He wasn't back to either. So now Arteta is the first manager who's actually putting the pressure on the board, who's telling them this is what I need, back yeah. me. So if Arteta's telling the board to back him, fans, we should back him as well. He's a novice Absolutely. and he's been through turmoil. Back him. Stop talking yeah. nonsense. Hey, Lee, um, you're famously. You're famously remembered for your passionate uh, very first interview on Arsenal Fans TV where you were about, uh, it was a West Brom game, I think it was, where it was like, you know, uh, about spending money and so on and back in... Uh, yeah. The, the, back in... Swansea, yeah, you're right, but go on, move on. No, 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 but pick up from Manny's passionate sort of um, passion there rant. about... Passionate yeah. rant. No, on, no. I totally agree with what you're saying there. And, 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 and the, I, I think this is a big key question, big key thing, right? Arsene Wenger, I think, covered up the board on many of occasions, right? You know what I mean? Like, and, and took a lot of flack, right? Okay. 100%. 100%. Who, who, who was playing at that football club? Who was the captain at the time when all this, at uh, some stage of that going on? Mikel Arte, right? He see what was going on from inside the walls. And I can tell you what, he's turned around and said, I ain't going to be like Arsene Wenger. I ain't going to be a scapegoat. I'm not going to cover him up and I'm not going to be a scapegoat of somebody like um, uh, Emery. So I believe that he knows exactly what, what this ball's like and he's not going to be there to be, and cover him up like Arsene Wenger did. So I think it's fantastic that he's come out and said what he said. Because he's not prepared. Yeah, he's not prepared to do that. So, when at the end of this summer, he turns around and he says, I've only got four million or five million pound players and all that like, if any supporter goes for Mikel Arteta, then I'll be fuming. The people they go for is the board, the man that runs the board. Because at the end of the day, this man needs to be backed. And at the end of it, Manny is totally right about this. Totally right about this. I I don't think that Emery was backed um, come the summer, but that was on the back of a shambolic run at the end of the season and a shambolic um, Europa League. So there is a little case for this ball to turn around and say, we didn't really trust to give this man the money because of what had gone on. I get that. Yeah, but what I'm seeing now is a man that's gone and played Liverpool, and, and we've won more games. Uh, this we've, I think, if the league since Arteta took over, we'd be in third or fourth place in the league. That tells me with with players not his own tools that this man can do the job. So there's no excuse now for him to go. Oh, we don't really trust you. And as Manny said, the massive, most important thing here, we as a board, they. As a board, they recruited this man. It's their man. So now you get out, you get out there and you back this man. Because if you don't back this man, it's that it's on your head, and that is your head, Cronky. And I can say that now. I'll be going up to him wherever it'll be, and I'll go, I'll tell you what, mate, I'm not excited. So you can do one and we get somebody in it that's gonna make me excited. And that's it, though, you know. Not Mike, I bring you in a second. Well said, man. Russ Russ Dan. Someone, someone just said in the comments there. We should uh, judge 
Mikel Arteta after the 2021 season's done. I I I uh, I disagree with that entirely. I wouldn't judge Mikel Arteta at all. I would judge this board of directors, this shower of shit, basically, that have been that have run our club into the ground. Let's make the record speaks for itself. It's been run into the ground. The, the transfer negotiations, the contract dealings. Everything has been shambolic for the past five or six years. It's got no better as far as I can see. There's been a couple of little little uh, good bits of news with uh, the two youngsters signing extended deals. But I would call out this board immediately this summer transfer window shuts. Uh, immediately the fan yeah. base of this club has got to unite and has got to get stick of it to this and I know you're going to say you won't let me win, but we've got to try because no, 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 Russ, that was my question to you and Dan, and I can see Manny shaking his head already up the top. Um, will this fan base unite once no. and for all? That if, if if Arteta, it might would, would would have to be to the end of next season before we actually come along. And go, he's had one two windows, and no, we like what I we see. I, I think Arteta will walk. If he doesn't get back, I think he'll walk and he'll be the next man to see. Uh, uh, no the board will be to blame. I wouldn't the blame board him. Be to blame. Yeah, I, the I board would be to blame. The board would be to blame. I wouldn't if blame it, him either. Can I just say that? Ben, Ben's just put in there that the board did, tr- did uh, trust uh, Emery because they, they, they bought Pepe. Let's get it right. Emery publicly turned out and said that I want Zaha. That was his public thing he come out and said. They chose to go and get uh, Pepe Light, you know what I mean? Like, instead of getting the, the real deal, they went and got a, the, the, the walk-down version, like, you know what I mean? He's a prince, like, you know what I mean? And he, oh, I think he's going to be a very, very good player. But they did not get Pepe for Emery. They got him for the long term of whoever they feel was going to be a manager. So don't kid yourself on that. I didn't, I didn't back him with the Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is when a manager comes out and says, I want uh, uh, Zaha, and he, he said, well, we're not giving you Zaha, we're giving you Pepe. It's a fantastic bit of thing, but it ain't exactly what the manager wanted. Now, I'm telling you this now, if Pep Guardiola he wants the centre-half, right, if he turns around and says, I'll tell you what, I want Upper Makana, right, yeah, okay, and he goes and gets him Lewis Dunk, I'll tell you what, he won't be happy, right? But he won't play. Let's get it. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. Nobody, nobody wants this. Can we record that moment that Lee got a word right? Of Opa, I can't even say his name. Opa Makana. Opa Makana. I've got I've got told off for not being able to say his name properly. So I've had You're to talk here, Fergus. Come on. No, 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 no. Listen, I, I have not. I've not claimed that I can. I said I couldn't. <laughs> so, go on, Dan. Go on. You Let's be that. honest. None of us trust this board, right? None of us. None of the fan base trust this board. And what's worrying after the Arteta interview after the Liverpool game is that he's not sure that he does because he has not been convinced yet and not been told and guaranteed that he's going to have money in the summer because he has come out and said that he doesn't know. He would not lie. He's saying that because he's being transparent with the fans to say, we need money, but I'm not sure we're going to get it. And if we do not get that, it was refreshing. And it was... And it was so good to hear a manager come out and say, do you know what? I'm not a magician. This team needs work. 
We've just beaten Liverpool 2-1, by the way. And he brought up what? The golfing class, the difference in class between the two teams. And we just beat them. But they, he still said that they were so much better than us in every single position. What does that say? That says exactly what he'd said. We can, I can, All I can do is bring up their mentality to their level. I can't bring up the quality because they're not as good. So what that means is he needs to be backed in the summer. And if he's not backed in the summer, then yes, the fans will be frustrated with the board. But Fergus, they will not unite. We've been here before with Wenger. We've been here before with Emery. We've been here before with people that do not want to back Ashburton Army. We care, do you? Arsenal Fan TV. They all fight each other because our it, fan base it, are toxic. It, it, they will never unite. Is there, is there not a core of fans like us? Like there's, there's a greater, you know, we, we, we're a group of several hundred people that communicate across different um, WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups and, uh, and so on. Is there not a core of us that could build something to, you know, bypass the tourists and bypass the Johnny-come-latelys and by, well, hey, listen, I'm a Johnny-come-lately to a certain degree, but but to bypass the people who are just like weekend Arsenal fans and not, I'm an Arsenal fan seven days a week, 24 hours they a day. They don't really ever say Fergus anyway, because they never, they never come out on things like this and say anything. They, they, they walk into the ground, they buy their popcorn and they sit there, I'll be quiet with you, I'm trying to watch the game. Yes, uh, yes. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, Russ. Uh, can you can you can you get him to to stop shouting shouting? Come on, you gunners! Yeah, Manny doesn't yeah. like that. He's disturbing my. Family. Family. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear so any of that, Fergus. Theatre goers, the theatre goers, and I made this point about the North Bank, the Clock End, the East End, the West Side. All used to be separate entities in the ground, and all, all of a sudden, you just took. You got like a, a pack of cards. All the fans shuffled them and threw them, in, threw them in the ground. And now all of a sudden, you've got people who used to sit in the top top of the east end who were like like proper snooty, sitting with blokes who used to like do the conga in the north bank. Knees up, mother brand the north bank. So you've got those completely different stratas of class all sitting around each other. It don't work. It doesn't work. The atmosphere is appalling in the stadium. Another point, I know, but. And, uh, what? And, that is and they're the won. ones that go. They're the ones that go out, Russ, and get pizza in twenty minutes gone, and come back and bring chicken nuggets at forty-seven minutes. <laughs> I can't stand that. Go I'm to not, pizza or KFT. It's a lot cheaper. Can I ask a question? Twenty minutes before. Stop That's my eating. Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question quickly, Fergus? I want to ask. I want to ask you this, mate. What happened to We Care Do You? It's still there. Where? Where is it? They, uh, it's, a lot, it's not very a lot of ego going on about uh, Manny. You know what I mean? It's this. Dan's right. There's too many like. They're proper. They don't they're want certain people on it because they're powerful and they're not this and all that. Like, it's not about mm-hmm. who's got the biggest ego. It's not ego. It's not who's got the biggest when, Twitter account. It's about getting the right thing for Arsenal. And that's, that's what that when, fails when to the do. Petition, when the petition hit, hit their doormat on that American tour, that created a mass panic. There was press conferences with all sorts of things going on. We uh, care. What they done was they, they panic bought Pepe to douse the flames of that. 
Oh, look, we hold on, care. Hold, hold on, Russ. Hold on, Russ. We care. Okay. We've spent no, 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 seventy-two million. No, 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 we we care. Do you uh, evolved a year ago today? We care. Do you got over a hundred thousand people uh, putting little yeah. clips on on Twitter? We care. Do you? Do have power and still have some power. If Where are they, Fergus? No, no, hang on. If people want to, we care. Do you uh, want, uh, don't want to make the club a joke? They don't Bollocks. want to be, uh, they, 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 don't, they don't want to make the club a joke. They don't want to, um... Bollocks, Fergus. <laughs> I love this, Fergus. Man. Fergus, this is bollocks, and I'm going to tell you why. We have been a joke long before we care to you. Do not get it twisted now, right? We've been a joke since 8-2s, 6-0s, 5-1s, 6-3s, being battered by, by our so-called nearest rivals, right? Being in positions to, to win championships and bottling it, you know? Not getting to Champions League finals. We've been a joke long before we care to you, right? We care to you came along. They had a good idea. They united the fans. Then what happened? They disappeared. Right. So when you ask, can the fans unite? Can this fan base unite? No, because when we care, do you came, everybody united. The yeah. problem was they decided to disappear. They yeah. did not harness the energy that that letter that they wrote had produced. They I disappeared. Like, they disappeared like, as soon as Pepe signed. They disappeared. Yeah. Right. This, the fact, problem. Me and Lee and Dan, we didn't fall for it. We the problem we knew what was going to happen of we course it was a shiny new toy they got yeah. their shiny new toy and they disappeared the problems yeah. at this club run a lot deeper than just a shiny new toy oh, yeah, the yeah. energy I, I... that they garnered should have been harnessed and we should have been putting pressure on the board to not only sign pepe but to address the other issues that we care to you address they yeah. disappeared and they decided to reappear when things got really bad with Emery. And that is the problem when I say that they, when, when we say that this fan base will not unite, it's because when there is energy, when there is when it is time to strike, we never do it. We're too busy arguing about oh Ozil should be starting. Oh, he's got distant with that many chances created. We argue over minuscule futile things. Manny, every club does that. Every club uh, Argues about minuscule things among their fan base and everything else. With the U I don't care what other clubs do, mate. I'm an Arsenal fan. I don't care what other clubs do. I gave you a chance. Um, the We Care Do You <laughs> movement, I think, have. They've ruined a fantastic opportunity that they could have united the fan base and kept the, the fan base going. Um, I, th I think what they did was fantastic. I think they tried to keep uh, some class. Uh, about the club and didn't try to get into like you know uh, a, a baying mob outside. But you know what? I think at some point it's going to have to be a baying mob outside. Mike, you haven't spoken in ages. Um, what are you reckoning on the transfer window? Then what are you reckoning? How many how many players do you think that we need? Uh, did you see what I done there? That was a, that was really good. How many players do do you think we need uh, in in the transfer window? How many do you think we'll get? <laughs> Uh, as you as you well know, Fergus, I don't do rumors and stuff for the transfer window. I don't like to guess this that, and the other because you don't know what's going to happen. I'd love to see four, five players straight out of this club within an instant with a click of a finger, at least. 
But I, I just don't know. I'd, what, you want four, Lee? Five, ten? <laughs> you know, everyone's answering. So let, let them answer. I just I don't do transfer rumours. And I've just been enjoying listening to this little debate that was going on. I was loving every minute of it. Do you I know was what? Just sat here do you know what? Lee, I know you said you need to go at eight. So do you want to have your, your say on there? Because I know yeah. you're jumping on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, God's got to jump off in a minute, but like, uh, yeah, I think that. Look, listen, we need four players. We need a central defender, uh, a, a spine. We need a strong central midfield player. Uh, I think we need a wide player at least, and 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 a and a ball sort of uh, midfield player. So, the, so for instance, Upper Makana would be someone I'd go for. Partly, I would then go for Grealish. And perhaps a free transfer to like somebody like uh, William or Fraser to just even the books up a little bit. Sell your Gwendozi, sell your Terreras if you have to to fund it, and that's that would make us a strong. That would challenge us for a top four. If you want to go for the title, you're going to need a lot more than that. But like you have to start somewhere. Four big, big signings are required, and I can tell you that's going to cost about two hundred million, right? But we can recoup. 100 million. So all we've got to do is find 100 million from somewhere. And I'm, I'm, I'm afraid if the board are not prepared to do that, all the money that Arsenal fans spend, come on, 100 million. And if honestly, if we don't do it, four years ago, we was in the top four. Now, four years later, we can't even get in the Europa League. It's where is it going to... Where are we going to drop to? They're not spending any when money. Are we gonna, the Europa League has cost us £300 million. Pounds. He's lost Champions League, sponsorships... Yeah. Great right. point. Exactly. Great point. So when when are you going to? When is the ball going to turn around and say, right, we need to stop the stop it now and break? Are they going to let it go down to the championship before it turns around and says, oh, we've got to spend money? No, it's got to be now because we've gone out of the Europa League now on league form. Uh-huh. Forget about the FA Cup. That's another way to it. But from league form Hell, of no, moving from the Emirates, no, no, we've no. now. We are not in the top seven of this country. When is it going to decline before the ball turn around and say, enough is enough. We're losing too much, mate. That needs to stop yeah. now and they need to build and they need to build properly. Spot on. Dan, Dan you Spot want on. to pipe up there? Lee, uh, Lee, thanks very much. I know you've got to, if you need to nip off, nip off. Cheers, when you guys. See you later, mate. Manny, see you again. Love you. See you. Top beard, by the way. Top beard. I salute Thank you, sir. man. I'll <laughs> see you soon, man. <laughs> see you, Ellie. See you later. Uh, uh, Dan, uh, your, your thoughts on, on what we need to do in the transfer window, and then we'll move on to um, the City game, the Villa game, and the stadium opening, the stadium, stadium's opening again. Yeah, listen, I know we all know what we want. We want to see Upper Meccano. We want to see Thomas Party. We want to see Jack Grealish. We want to see, you know, Max Ahrens and Jamal Lewis coming in at fullbacks. Those sort of players coming in. What are we going to get? That's what worries me. What worries me at the moment? What worries me at the moment even more is this board are going to turn around and say, you need a right back. There he is, Cedric Suarez. You need a centre back, don't you? Well, I've bought you two. Pablo Maria and William Saliba. You want a creative midfielder? You don't need Grat Grealish because we're going to sign Danny Ceballos. That would not surprise me. Look at the rumours that we are in at the moment. Willian, Coutinho, uh, Thiago Silva. 
it would not it would not surprise me if this board turned round with that. Uh, Manny needs to say his name because I've forgotten the agent. Kia, what's his name, Manny? Oh, Jarabjan. Him, right? He's the one who knows all these. Kia, I'll call him Kia. He's the one. He is the one that knows all these Brazilian players. And it would not surprise me if we got a couple of them. Coutinho on loan. I don't want him. He's a number ten. Number ten's dead in football. Willian, another washed-up Chelsea player who's thirty-two years old. We should have bought him at twenty-two years old. I do not want these players. Thiago Silva would have been great at twenty-six years old. He's now thirty-six. I don't want him. That would not surprise me if this board did this. So why are we supposed to be excited about that? Why are we supposed to sit there and say that we are going to be able to compete in this transfer window because we are being linked with these terrible footballers? So as far as I'm concerned, I'd have no faith in this board whatsoever. And when it comes on to, you know, what I believe we need, I think that's obvious. The players we were linked with before we decided that we were going to be dumped out of Europe because we will be. So that's the way I see it. Has Fergus gone off or has he just jumped off? He's his just nipped to the toilet, guys. Call, okay. me an old, call me an old cynic because I am an old cynic but it's amazing how these rumours always seem to surface as soon as the season ticket membership <laughs> will start to drop through the doormat and I had an email from the club the other day saying that uh, silver memberships are now open and I've no doubt the gold memberships will be open very soon for renewal and uh, it's amazing how, how, how these the spin machine at Arsenal starts to get into overdrive as soon as we approach a transfer window. I think we've got absolutely no chance of getting those those two players. I think, Dan, you're absolutely right. I think we've made our bed with uh, Mary and uh, Saliba and Sabias, although I have heard a whisper that Sabias is off to uh, Real Betis, um, where he started his career. I've heard a little whisper that that might be the case. So that would leave us a bit short in midfield. Um, creativity-wise. Uh, I don't know what you like to think of Smith-Rowe, if he'll come back and do a job. I think, uh, he, needs a, I think he needs another season or so out on loan. If I'm yeah. He's one of the uh, right I think he's got something, Smith-Rowe. I think he has yeah, got he, he, he looks like Ramsey with a bit of forward in him, rather than yeah. um, Ramsey with a bit of sidewards. Um, I, I don't I think, think we'll like, be playing any players. I honestly don't. I just don't think there's any money. As uh, Ben Bennett put on the, on the chat a minute ago, They'll use COVID-19 as an excuse. Well, it's a valid excuse. I mean, revenues have decimated. Um, Ross, you know what you're bang on. Everyone, else, everyone else's revenues have been decimated, haven't they? So it's all relative. When you buy a house, it's the same thing. You buy a bigger house, you have to pay a bit more money. You sell your old house, it's a little bit more money. It's it's all relative. You're bang, you're bang on that COVID thing because um, the two bonds that uh, Cronkies bought out and paid the £40 million worth of uh, penalty fees on there, people are thinking like, oh, yeah, Cronkies put £180 million into the club. All he's done is restructured debt yeah. so that we can we can manage it and we can actually work in the transfer window. What is actually, done? What is done is taking Arsenal's debt from a bank and giving it to KSC. So instead of Arsenal owing a bank, he owes he now we now owe his company. That's all he's done. No, no, no. And his, and his company are not are not backed by anyone other than his Mrs. Anne, who, who owns Walmart or is heir to Walmart. Um, she stood guarantor for him originally when he got shares. The the difference is is that 
Arsenal Football Club themselves don't have to put reserves in. So it does give them some more wiggle room to actually trade on the transfer market. And with the, with the drop in revenues due to COVID-19, I think it's a £23.5 million drop in revenues um, that we're actually 20 million. We're, we're probably £3 million still the wrong way. Uh, Rumours I'm hearing about uh, transfers in and out. I'm hearing uh, that... Sorry, can I just go back for Fergus, uh, just quick? So instead of having that £40 million that we get every year to spend, we're having 30 That's what we'll be getting then. Uh, what what because there's all every year it's always 40 million. We uh, ask, we've got 40 million to spend this year. That's that, that's uh, guaranteed every year. You hear that? That's always uh, uh, that's a number that comes up more, more often than not every transfer window in the summer. Uh, so instead of 40 million, we're going to get 30 million. So, what's that going to do with Arteta when they, they, these news rumors start coming out? Well, in, in, in fairness, I, I don't know about the 40 million and the 30 million uh, uh, thing, Mike, but I just know that what I've read on with regards to how the, the debt is restructured effectively, they're just uh, financing COVID. It may it may work out better for us in a couple of years' time, but as it stands, we're financing COVID. Uh, I know Dan went on a WhatsApp group about how many players he thought he uh, would see us bringing in, which is three. Um, well, if you put Saliba and possibly Danny Sabaya sign on the permanent, that's two of those positions gone. Uh, we might get one player in and uh, uh, Papa Socrates is going out. Uh, Maitland Niles has probably gone out. El Neni is on the last year of his contract. Yeah, yeah, He's well, probably gone. to Stuttgart, isn't he? Mavropanos, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a good deal. That's good. Yeah, but he's just had a new contract as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we've never plays a game. We've got some resale value. Hallelujah! The worrying one I'm hearing of is is uh, holding. They're talking about holding, possibly being offloaded, but nothing about Chambers. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna lose one, the the one who's closer to the first team and starting in the first team is holding over Chambers. I think Chambers is probably more flexible than holding, um, yeah. but I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, what do we make about um, the game of the weekend? We, we've overran again. What a bloody surprise. Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> City game of the weekend. <laughs> I don't know why you sit in these hours. It's, it's better than sitting here talking to deaf mutes and having to prompt people. You've got people who've got an opinion. It's great. <laughs> again, you've definitely got an opinion, Ross, haven't you? <laughs> well, it's our football club. We've got an opinion, isn't it? That's it. You tell him, Ross. Marriage, you tell I tell him. you. I want to ask, What else are you going to do? Tell him. I'll say to the wife, I'll be an hour. And then I get Ross well, that's on. Your fault. That's, that's your fault. That's your fault. <laughs> you know what I'm like? I do ramble on. Can't help it. <laughs> What do we reckon against City in the FA Cup? This could be this could be a beautiful rerun of 2017 uh, when we beat City in the semi-finals, end up with Chelsea. Even Man United. I've, I've, no, I've, I've got to go clear out. I've got to go clear out. Drive me to watch the game. <laughs> I'll be like that. You to City watching it. <laughs> uh, that's Manny, my, that's what, my take on it. What do you make of it, Manny? Um, two 0 City. Um, hoping we show up like we like we want to play, like the FA Cup actually means something for the future of the club. 
I want to see whether the players will have some fight in them that, you know what, there's silverware on the line. Let's see what we can do here. City are beatable, but it's whether the players believe that they can beat them, you know? So the track record of this team at uh, the Europa League final still haunts me, man. You know, when silverware is on the line against a big team. So I think we'll go down 2-0 tomorrow. But if the players show up and put in a performance, then that'll be something for me. But I think City will have too much for us. But I think we'll give them a better game than we did at the Etihad. I think Arteta will have a plan, just like he did at the Etihad before Luis blew that up. So um, I think he'll have a plan. And I think, you know, the plan will be apparent. But I think City will, will get it done in the end, reluctantly. Dan, is Mustafi and um, Kalasniak starting in the back three? <laughs> uh, I think I think they will. I think they will. I don't want them to, but I think they will. And I want to see holding Luis and Tierney, but I think it's going to be Luis, Mustafi, and Kalasanak. And I don't want to see that. I really don't want to see that. And what I don't want to see is Bellerin. I want to rather see Maitland Niles there, but the left hand side I think is going to be Tierney. The right's going to be Bellerin, and it's going to be Luis, Mustafi, and Kalasanak. We're going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because of David Luiz messing it up at the year he had. We did not get a chance to see what Arteta wanted to do against Man City. But I think with Manny, I want to see a performance. I've gone for a 3 1 Man City win. However, that scoreline I don't think will be fair on the reflection of it. I think that if we can see a performance, what could happen is we could run out of steam towards the end and they could make it look a lot more comfortable than I think it is. I've gone for 3 1 in 90 minutes. I hope I'm wrong, of course. I just want to see a performance. This Man City team have improved since Project Restart, in my opinion. They look better. They look like they've relaxed more. They've got into the swing of things. They were out Aguero and they're still banging in score lines. Foden's playing. Mahrez is playing. We're expecting to see Kevin De Bruyne on the ball and playing what Kevin De Bruyne does best, which in my opinion is the best Premier League footballer in, in, the, in the league. I think we have got a chance of doing something special. However, every player needs to turn up. And the most important thing, we cannot make individual errors. And if we are playing those free clowns at the back, there's always a chance of that happening at this football club. Mm. Mike, final thoughts on the uh, the, the FA Cup semi-final and, and your score prediction? Uh, I can't disagree with what either Manny or Dan said, to be honest. Uh, I, I wouldn't really want to put out to it because you can guarantee now with them three at the back, you know there's going to be something going on. So you know there's going to be a calamity somewhere along the way and that's the way it goes. But yeah, I'm, I'm saying with Manny, I think it's going to be more 2-0 this time around instead of three. Ross, you didn't you didn't give a, a score prediction. What was your score prediction for tomorrow? Yeah, I, I, I would take a 2-0 a 2-0 defeat now, get the game over and done with. I know it sounds depressing, but I just can't see us. I thought we, when we played them last time. Like when we played them at Wembley last time and we beat them 2-1, I just couldn't see us beat them that day. And uh, mm. we did. Strange things happen. Strange things happen in football matches. I've gone with my heart. I've gone with my heart. I've gone with my heart rather than my head, and I've gone for a 2-1 Arsenal. I don't think I'm going to be right. But listen, no, um, boy, it's a... Fergus, Fergus, what you're going to do, right, is that you're going to go with your heart 
and then when the game is over, I want you to play Unbreak My Heart, and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song, though. It's a great song. You'll feel better afterwards, bro. <laughs> yeah, I never feel, feel good after we lose a big game like that. It, no matter who we 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 got, we got Villa on Tuesday fighting for their life. Um, us fighting for European positions on two fronts with the with the cup, which we're not really confident on, and uh, with the league. Um, anybody think that we won't beat Villa? I said I said a few weeks ago that I thought we'd pick up a point because of Villa fighting. I actually think whatever happens, we'll take six points from Villa and Watford. I think we will. I think the way that we're playing overall, the way we've improved. Project Restart, I counted up the points and I was very negative. I said we'd probably get like sort of six, seven points throughout the whole lot. I was so negative about this team because they were just so depressing. But I have started to see some slight improvements. I think we'll beat Villa and Watford. And I actually think the table might be done sooner than we think in terms of relegation. Norwich are already down and the way the league's looking at the moment, I think the three of them are looking like they're done. They're done. Yeah. So there we go. It could be done. West Ham and um, West Ham and Watford playing. And then tomorrow, I think Bournemouth play. So yeah, it, it could be done. Uh, Manny and uh, Mike, what's your thoughts on the Villa game prediction-wise? A win? We can pick scores later, but a win or a draw or a loss? What do you reckon? No, we'll beat them. We'll beat them both. <coughs> yeah, I can't disagree with that. I think we'll beat them both as well. Ross, short answer, please. <laughs> we'll draw one of them and win one of them. Which way round it is, I don't know. Okay, that's actually a good question. So we draw one of them, win one of them. If we win the semi-final and then we end up getting into the final, do you want to win the final and get a tin pot, which is brilliant to have a cup, and Arteta gets a trophy in his first season, which I think would be uh, a great appreciation of what he's done since he's come in with the shower shit that we said he had, he's had earlier. But it also puts it into put us back into the Europa League. Do you want Europe? I only want Europe if we win the FA Cup. If we don't win the FA Cup, I'd rather be out of it, man. That's the only what way I want to be in. I'm saying I, I really, I, I really don't want European football. Uh, well, not with this team. I don't think that the squad's deep enough and strong enough to, uh, to 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 mount a challenge on four fronts. So. Uh, Winning the cup would be brilliant, obviously, but we'd have to win two massive games and uh, let's take one at a time, as they say. Yeah, I, I, the whole European football thing. Listen, we've been fed all this stuff about we need to qualify for Europe because we won't attract these players that we need and and all this doom and gloom. It's a load <laughs> of shit. We've had we've we've attracted the worst players I've ever seen in my life with European football. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so true, man. What so true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All we've done is just have a fixture pile up. That's all we've done. So true, man. So true, man. It's so true. Yes. It's fucking painful. I hate laughing at my club, but we are a fucking laughing stock. <laughs> no, man. Listen, you say good. Say it how it is, right? 
us being out of Europe is not the end of the world. People think right. that we won't be able we won't be able to attract players. Listen, Arsenal is a big it's a big name worldwide, globally. Yeah. We are a humongous name. So if you're telling me right now that there aren't players that we can't attract because we're not in Europe, you are buzzing. There exactly are players right. there exactly are players right. exactly there are players right. around in the French league right now, in the Premier League right now, who would come to Arsenal. They don't need Europe. They just want to come to Arsenal because it's Arsenal. Stop exactly with more this, exactly stop more with this fear mongering. They're here for the enough, money. Enough with the fear mongering. If you're going for players, right, who want a lot of money in Europe, fuck them. Yeah. You go yeah. for players who want to play for Arsenal. And there are players in the world right now who won't cost you much and will improve this team tenfold. So you go for that talent. Yeah. Right, you go for that talent, and they will come because we are Arsenal Football Club. Us being Brilliant in Europe point. doesn't matter. We're Brilliant. Arsenal. Brilliant point, Manny. Brilliant point. And 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 the point I was getting to is I don't want open my car and I will party. I just want players that will give five percent. If I can get five percent better than Mustafi and five percent better than Kalasinac, do it because that five percent can be the difference between you being in European places and not being in European places. That's how small the margins are. But they've always got one major fuck-up in them every single time. <laughs> they are like Lionel like Ronaldo of football, aren't they? Gary Neville famously said, these are uncomfortable players. He said, "What are, Arsenal have won the competition for, for going and recruiting the three worst defensive players in the whole of Europe. He said they need a role for that. He said that on television, and I, I'm sitting there shaking him and thinking, fuck me, Gary, you're right. We have got three worst players in world in European football. It's fucking me. I mean, they're telling us you can't players because we're not in Europe. What a crock of shit. Mate, preach. We We have done... Nearly a year of uh, video, YouTube, um, uh, uh, and face uh, Facebook, and everything else. This, this video version of um, uh, of a podcast rather than the audio ones, and, and and we we changed our tune from what the audio ones were, and uh, we kept it mm, a lot cleaner than we did tonight. Not Thank you very, very much. Football's a passionate game, and and if you don't show any passion, if you as fans don't show passion, you just feel passion. I swear, you get ass off. What's man, Fergus? There's not. You swear your Fergus. I've stood next to you in games, man. You swear your ass off as well. Yeah, we're not yeah. professionals, bro. We're fans. We we're fans. Cast. We're, we're, That's what we do. No C bombs, no. No C bombs, though. So it's all, it's all is fair. Good. It's fair game, bro. It's fair game, man. Plenty of ones, just no <laughs> Listen, boys. Um, I get wound up at football matches because I see things going on on the pitch, right? And I never played football at level. I've got a lot of football. Mate, this has been so much fun. Russ for PM, man. Russ for Prime Minister. Jesus. 
Let me unmute. Oh, crack on, Russ. Crack on. You have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Obviously, an Arsenal fans podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans like uh, uh, Russell and Manny and Dan and Mike have been, and Lee, who was on earlier. Um, one thing to say before I say my uh, strap line, ours is gold, Liverpool. Just remember that. Ours oh, is stop gold. Him. Stop it, Fergus. Christ. Stop it. You, I, I thought gone. you were better than that. Yeah, I thought you were on. better than that, man. Stop it, bro. Come on. Come Sorry, on, man. All, all, all the rest of you didn't. I haven't sworn the whole time. Manny, fuck off. I was just nah, going. Man. Nah, <laughs> man. Nah, man. fucking going. Yeah, no other fucking club has got fucking. We are fucking invisible. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Oh yes, mate. This Welcome is back, Burgers. Welcome <laughs> back, bro. Up the ass, up the ass. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.